0: Real number one, I'm out here looking like one on one. Everyone else is a runner up, and I still feel I ain't done enough. Talk to myself like it's your time. Walk in the building, it's your time. Got a good thanks to the most high. I am the one that she's sign What up, world? Thank you for tuning in to the Co-sign Conversations podcast. I am your host, KG Graham. Episode 1 is finally here. I've been talking about doing a podcast for at least 2 or 3 years now. Um, actually attempted a couple couple years ago. It didn't work out, so here I am again with the Coastline Conversations podcast and episode 1 is brought to you by the Dallas Census 2020. Make sure you follow Dallas Counts 2020 on Instagram and visit my2020census.gov if you haven't filled that out already. So for episode 1 I have a very very special guest I know a lot of people say that, but we have Dallas royalty today. So without further ado, welcome to the Cosign Conversations podcast, Lady Jade.
1: Hey, KG. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for having hey. me.
0: No, of course, of course. You know, you're you're a legend out here in these Dallas streets, so I definitely oh. want to get you in and kind of share your story, tell people how you got started, um, and just kind of share your advice on media and all that.
1: Oh, Okay. Oh um, yeah. well I guess where do I begin from from the beginning of my career i guess we we yeah. we're going all the way back there
0: yeah, let's go back, let's take it all the way back,
1: okay, well, we won't use years because I'm not gonna age myself, but <laughs> um um, the crazy thing about this whole media radio situation is that i i I never in a million years would have thought that I would have been in radio um. I either, my mom was a a school teacher for like over 30 years in Dallas. So I either thought I was going to be a a teacher or I wanted to do like television. Um, When I, when I was a child from like age two to like 12, I used to like model for this agency, Kim Dawson. So I always loved being in front of the camera and doing stuff like that. So, you know, that was kind of like a a natural fit for me. Well, when I went to, um, went off to college, I went to Texas State. Um, I was going to do broadcast and then I was like, golly, I don't really want to pigeonhole myself and just, you know, just to do like broadcast journalism. So I picked right. P- PR and I'm gonna be honest with you, KG, like I didn't even know what it was and I really don't exactly know for sure <laughs> right now <laughs> what it is. I did get my degree. I just made sure I passed all my tests and all my class. That's all I know. Um,
0: so you have if, a degree in PR.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do have a PR degree. And um when I was in college, my sophomore year, I pledged Delta, uh, Delta Sigma Theta.
0: Okay. And
1: um we were having a party. So uh a guy a guy that I was dating in college at the time had a friend that worked at the radio station. He was gonna go visit him and I was like he was like, You wanna come? I was like, Yeah, because you know, the Deltas, we're about to have a party. Maybe we can get on the air and, and pub our yeah, party. For yeah. For sure. Yeah, you know, it was the hidden moments <laughs> for me. So um, I go up to the radio station, and I remember walking into the studio, and they had a night show. It was about three or four people on the night show, and they were having so much fun. And I'm like, man, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, they were having, like, yeah. a party in the room. And I'm just like, wow, maybe I can use this because it's still media. And get my right. foot in the door, and use this to get into television. So that was that was my whole goal. Um, okay. Uh, long story, sh- look, long story longer. Uh, <laughs> I they they hooked me up with the prom- promotions director at the time, which honestly, when I was calling him, he was not calling me back. And and so if anybody's listening, whenever you're trying to break into media, persistence uh, is key. I always say. For sure because it's like one day there's no positions and literally the next day there'll be like 15 positions available. So you just never know. Everything is about timing. And when I say persistence, there's a fine line between being persistent and like being a stalker. So you have to kind of, you. you know, be strategic about it. But I, I I remember I called him a couple of times. He didn't answer. So the last message I left him, I was like, Hey, you know, this is Jade. I was just wondering when you wanted me to start. You know, what my oh, start wow. date was. Yeah. And he ended up calling me back <laughs> off of that message. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, um, I think it was the humor and just, you know, personality. Here's the thing about about media. You know, a lot of people want to get into media, but a lot of people don't like people. A lot of people want to get into media and a lot of people don't know how to communicate with different types of personalities. And right. like, if you can, if you can do that, because that really can't be taught. That just has to be something that you have you Know you surpass somebody that has all the technical skills to me, then that's just my personality. Some, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Somebody else may disagree, but I just feel like personality carries you so long, especially if it's something like radio or um media, as far as like entertainment media. Obviously, news is a different story, you know, that that's very straightforward and, and technical. And as you know, I, you. I don't think I could ever do news, I don't, I don't have, <laughs> but um. So I I actually ended up getting an internship is what it was. So I interned for a couple of months and it was crazy because the guy at the time really didn't want to teach me very much stuff. He just wanted me to sit there, but I was soaking in everything, KG, every piece of paper he touched, like my eyes were zooming in on it. I mean, he was, he was literally telling me stuff like alphabetize my CD cabinet. Like he really, it was almost like he was trying to embarrass me and trying to like, you know, break me. And I just did everything that he asked me to, he would leave for lunch and come back and be like, I thought I told you to alphabetize my CD cam, and I was like, yes, sir, I'm already done, you know, so... Oh, uh,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I, I, just, I just did everything that he asked me to do, and I think that that's a lot of people's problem is, like, they think, like, I didn't sign up for this, I'm too good for this. Well, yeah, you know, sometimes there is a fine line and somebody kind of abusing their power, but if you can show that you're willing to do the grunt work and you can be trusted with that, then why wouldn't they continue to assign you more things? Well, um the way God works, he was, he got fired. And so
0: oh,
1: wow. <laughs> I'm sitting in there and you know, who do they come to when they're like, where is this? Where is that? Well, shoot, I don't put everything up. So I'm like, I know where it is. So right. literally I went from being um, like an intern to they gave me more responsibilities to work like on the street team and go out in the streets and stuff like that. And then I was doing a lot of office work too. So they ended up bringing in a new promotions director and making me the assistant promotions director. Uh, Yeah. It just, I mean, it was a blessing. I was getting paid nothing. I remember when they first put me on salary, (laughs) they like literally walked me in and they were like, we want to pay you. I want to say at the time it was somewhere between 13 and $18,000 a year. I mean,
0: like Damn. nobody can
1: live it. I was still a college student and I was just like, right. you know, you know, when they tell you the word, you know, you we want you to be full time and we want you to be salary, you're like super excited. But when they told me the number, I was like, it was still more than I had ever made in my life.
0: You know? Right. hold well, on, this is an add up though. Yeah, it,
1: it's not add up. I'm like, man, like I'm 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 still gonna be broke. And they can just tell me to work whenever. But you know what? I I, I saw it as an investment. And one thing that I always say is you may get the raw end of the stick initially, but if you go in there and you bust your butt and you outwork everybody else, even if they don't want to, I just believe that God always comes through on the back end and that he's a rewarder of those who not only diligently seek him, but those that really, really, truly work hard and appreciate the opportunities that have been given them, you know, and from then, just doors kept opening up. It was time for me to graduate. I did that for about a year and a half. Um,
0: we got it. A- this was at a Texas State, right?
1: Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Okay, so I was at Texas State, but this was at a radio station. I had to drive to San Antonio every day. So I had about a 45-minute commute back and forth every single day. My college was in a town called San Marcos. And I had right. to drive to San Antonio. It was actually, like, it wasn't a college radio station. It was, like, an official radio station. Uh, when, oh,
0: nice. When I
1: first started at the radio station, too, it was hip-hop. Like, three months later, they flipped to, like, rock. And I don't know anything <laughs> about rock music. But here's the thing. It really doesn't matter the format. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. marketing is going to be the same. Ideas are, are typically the same. You know, um, I was, like, the only black girl in the station, full of it was it was all hispanic and white and so you know when they were trying to get understand how to get more uh, black listeners and young listeners and college listeners because i was in college at the time i was the go-to person they would be like what do people like how do we you know and so like i was very very valuable to them at that time um then i was graduating and i was blessed with the opportunity to uh work at K104. I literally, while I was in San Antonio at KTFM, I I worked enough shifts to make an air check uh, on the air. And so I sent my air check in. And let me tell you something, what's so crazy is I sent it off before I listened to it. Uh, One of the guys at the station put it together for me. And and the air check is like a sample of your voice. You coming in and out of breaks so they can kind of see what you sound like on the air or whatever.
0: I was about to ask you what that was. I had no idea. So, so like,
1: you know, you record yourself talking on the air, and then you send it off. It's almost like a media kit for, you know, for radio. Um, Okay,
0: gotcha. Because
1: they want to see, what do you sound like? Do you have personality? You know, is your voice annoying? Which a lot of people think mine is, but it's all good. (laughs) Um, You know, do you you have a a sound for radio, or you know, are you super bland and boring or whatever? Well, so I, I sent that off and kg i had i had my own copy but i had already i had already mailed it right i put it in my cd player i cried so hard because i was like (laughs) oh my god this sucks so bad like i am so corny like i thought it was the most embarrassing thing ever but they saw different um and I actually knew somebody here in Dallas that worked at the radio station on the street team. And they were like, well, yeah, they have a little bit of interest in you, but nobody was calling me. And it was the same thing as before me jumping on the, on the phone, being persistent and still not getting calls back. So uh, K one Oh four was actually having an event um, at a park over the 4th of July. And so I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to meet somebody there and say, Hey, you know, is the manager here or whatever so I ended up talking to the manager he happened to be out at the event at the time and I was like hi I was just letting you know that I sent in an air check and that 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 meant a lot to him you get what I'm saying because it's like
0: yeah,
1: I got up and got dressed and I, I wasn't going to basically take no for an answer like I'm going to come to where you guys are and again it's just being that persistent person without being weird and stalkerish so yeah. ended up getting an interview um, and you know I always say this, God completely blessed me um, with the ability to be able to work in the city that I was born and raised in. Like, that's freaking unheard of. You know what I mean? Like,
0: no, for sure. I'm around
1: my family. My family is here. I grew up listening to this station. Um, so, yeah, I did overnights, which was 2 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. It's nothing but, no, nobody's <laughs> listening but, like. but like uh, creepy truck drivers okay and I don't mean all truck drivers are not creepy but I've had a lot of them call me um but it was a great practice I did that and I also uh worked the street team so during the day I would go out hang up banners pass out tickets drive around in the trucks do everything that the promotion staff does and then overnight I would do my air shift and I worked my behind off like it was no such thing as just I hope I hope I don't get anybody in trouble. This was so long ago, but there was no such thing as just working forty hours a week. But you were only gonna get paid right. for forty hours, right? That's
0: <laughs> um, still standard in some in some industries.
1: Yeah, but you, it's like nowadays, doing what I did, I would definitely get in trouble. But I was like pumping in like sixty something hours a week, but. I, you know, I wanted to be successful and I didn't want anybody to say that I didn't work for it. And I sure. and I think that sometimes right now, people are counting their hours, which you should. Now, you should never let anybody abuse their power, right? But at the same time, um, sometimes it does require you to go a little bit above and beyond because nobody a, a lot of people can say a lot of things about me, but nobody can ever say that I, I didn't grind, that I didn't work, right. work hard, you know what I mean? Um, and I think now, when I watch, you know, sometimes the younger generation, and this is not like a slight to anybody, because this is not everybody as a whole, obviously, but it's that entitlement of, well, dang, I've been doing this for like two or three months. Y'all ain't gonna put me on the air yet? Like, what?
0: Exactly. You know, it's yeah, like, no, that's, for, that's yeah,
1: it's like no, it's a grind. Like, whenever you pick your career, you got to think to yourself. And I didn't pick mine. Like, God kind of placed me here, but I, I chose to walk into it. Like, would it be something that you would be willing to do for free, you know? And obviously, all of us need money because we have bills. But that—that's right. what I'm when I say for free. There are going to be some things that require self sacrifice. And are you willing to do those things to grow? Because um, again, I go back to my original statement of I just believe that God is a, a rewarder of hard workers. You know.
0: I definitely. I want to touch on that persistence for a mm-hmm. minute. Um, so, how often? In both opportunities, do you, were you reaching out at that time?
1: Reaching out as far as...
0: Like to, um, when you say you were calling, doing like cold calling to let them know that, hey, I sent over my resumes for um, KT, FM, and for K104. Like how often were you reaching out? Um, just kind of touching base about your resume and just seeing if they had opportunities. Open. Maybe
1: like once a week. Um, You know what I mean? It's just staying top of mind. The, the thing about media, like radio stations especially, like they never stop. You know, there's never been a time where you turn on a radio station and it's not on. So you have thousands of people applying. You have thousands, like so many things going on behind the scenes. And like maybe somebody saw your resume and said, okay, I'm going to get with them. But then they got distracted and they got busy. And and next thing you know, this was on a Tuesday and it's already Friday. They don't want to call you over the weekend. So then, you know, you just kind of, you just kind of, you just kind of got to balance it out. You definitely don't want to leave too much time in between. I think now too, with technology, you know, sending an email is always really good too, just a follow-up email. Even if you haven't, you know, as soon as you, you know, submit your resume is always to uh, send that follow-up email and just thanking them in advance for taking the time to read your, you know, go over your application and, and read your resume uh, because then, when they get that, trust me, most people are not doing that. That's that second step. They're going to be like, okay, let me look right. for this person's, you know, air check, email, you know, I mean, a resume or whatever. And it, you know, just shows professionalism. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of professionalism nowadays. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, trust me, we get the same over here.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But let's talk about from from going from overnights to street teams. So what was the next step of of your career from there? Like, what happened next?
1: Next step, there was a a position opening for uh, a night shift. Uh, Our night guy at the time, uh, let's see, our guy that was doing six to ten, who was actually Greg Street, the legendary Greg Street. Uh, Yes, he's a legend in the game. He was moving back to Atlanta. And so they ended up moving Cat Daddy, who's on K-104. Uh, Cat Daddy, and let me shout him out because he, we'll talk about it. We can talk about this later. He's the one that gave me the name Lady Jade. And okay. he was there before I was. He literally, from day one, took me up under his wing, like, in the most sincere way. And, like, I... But, yeah, Cat Daddy, <laughs> Cat Daddy was there before I was there. And so, like, man, he taught me so much, like we're going to talk about cat because I got it. Hey, that, that dude right there <laughs> no, it. Is, is great. But anyways, Greg Street was moving back to Atlanta. They moved cat daddy to Greg Street's position from six to 10, which opened up that 10 to two spot, 10 PM to 2 AM. And it was between me and another guy. Now, one thing I can say, and this is why I, people think I'm being corny or people think that I'm just trying to be overly spiritual. When I attribute my career to God, like I'm not even joking. I have never gone in and had to Apply or or tell anybody I was interested in a position like ever. Like God, literally, I remember um, the program director at the time pulled me into the office and he was like, "Hey, Jay, uh, ten to two is opening up. It's between you and this other DJ, who I, you know, shall remain nameless." And he, he, <laughs> but he obviously, like, he had been in the game longer than me, and he had like a he was just all around this, I guess kind of a better, more polished DJ. And that's what my program director said. He was like. You got more of the street sound, the Dallas sound. You're a little bit more relatable as far as just hip hop overall. He said, but he's a little bit more polished to you. And I literally looked my boss in the eye. I don't know why I said this. because Looking back, I'm like, oh, my God. But I looked at him and I was like, well, this really not on you. Like, if God wants me to have a position, it's going to be mine. So I'm not really tripping. So just make the you know, decision that you think is best for the station. Well, lo and behold, I ended up getting it. You know what I'm saying? And so I yeah. did that for like a year, year and a half and then one day um i got an email i checked my email host station kg and they were like we need you to be here at 10 o'clock in the morning i'm thinking i don't get up till 2 a.m i thought they were about to fire me i was like i was trying to figure out what have i done what is going on right um well i went the next day and um the morning show host at the time his name was skip murphy uh, he's also super legendary. I grew up listening to him. Uh, he had a number one morning show for many, many, many years. They, I mean, they killed in Dallas. They whooped everybody, you know?
0: Uh, yeah, I remember Skip Yeah,
1: Murphy. Skip, Skip yeah. Murphy and uh, White Gary. White Gary, I, mm-hmm. I didn't know, but they had just hired White Gary um, at the station, and um, they pulled me into this room, and White Gary was like, I've been listening to you at night and i was like what and he was like yeah i've been i've been listening to you and we we kind of want to bring a a younger sound to the morning show would you be interested in joining skip murphy and company and doing mornings and i'm like
0: wow.
1: again they number god kg like this is <laughs> crazy i had never met this man before in my life and i was like heck yeah like Shit. like again i never thought radio was gonna be my thing like I never in a million years like because because when you get to mornings like that's 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 a goal you know what I'm saying
0: yeah
1: I'm like heck yeah I will and I was scared as hell like I ain't gonna lie but I was like yeah so literally by that Monday I was on the morning show and KG, I was horrible I ain't gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> I was horrible you know you have this cast of people that have been working together for you know, nearly fifteen years. So that's an unmatched chemistry. Like you can't even, you can't even pay for that type of chemistry. And here I am. Right. I'm barely saying two words. Um, you know, they had me implementing like this little rhyme line, rap line onto the, something I was doing <laughs> at night to bring it on the morning show. And they looking at me crazy, like, who is this helper in here <laughs> being ghetto on the show? And oh wow, uh... yeah. But um, and then that was pretty much. It it just I've been on many, many different morning shows since then, but God has continued to keep me. And sometimes I'm like, God, why you got me here? I don't understand. Like, how come? (laughs) But no matter how many times um, the lead seat changes, no matter how many times management changes, God has sustained me. Um, And I, I wish I had a deeper explanation or a more profound explanation than that. But, you know, I guess whenever you're walking in purpose, I remember my pastor telling me one time there was a time when I rededicated my life um, to Christ and I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be working at a secular station. This is when I was doing nights and my pastor at the time looked at me and said, okay, well, if if you leave, who's going to be a light in a dark place? And I was like. Oh, God, because I thought my pastor was going to be like, you know, you have finally come to see the light. Yes. You got to walk away from this, you know, this hip hop. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. Of course, I mean, I have the same struggles as everybody else. Am I always the light? Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? Do I, you know,
0: mm.
1: can I have an attitude? Can I play into the jokes just like everybody? I'm not above anybody at that station, nor am I better. But I guess I just attribute that station to God has a purpose and a plan for me that is bigger than what I can see. That he's kept me there uh, for so many years. So, yeah,
0: that's an awesome story. Um, how how important is like having that chemistry in the morning? Like, and how do you get that? Y'all, like, y'all practice after hours? Now, like, How boy. do you build that chemistry? <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> the chemistry is everything. Like, you cannot, you cannot have a morning show without having having that chemistry, and it just develops over time. It's everybody just kind of paying attention to each other. Um, you know what it is? It's like driving on a freeway. Um, when you're driving on a freeway, you don't know how well the other driver that's you're merging onto the freeway, right? You don't know how well that that that, yeah. that that person behind that wheel. You don't know how they drive, but it is watching and being able to merge properly, you know. And it is just getting a a, a group of personalities in the room that understand. Okay. This one needs to shine here. This one is good as, at this and paying attention to everybody's strengths and weaknesses and what makes them tick and what makes them happy and what they, you know what I'm saying? It is,
0: right.
1: it's hard to get. And, and I'm going to say this, when I say it's hard to get, I have literally been through about three or, no, maybe four, four, maybe five morning, different morning shows, maybe more. I know that that third and fourth chair has revolved at least 10 people. Um, okay. For the last 11 years, uh, Dee has led, or Dee, yeah, Dee has been there. She wasn't leading at first when she got there. But Dee and I have worked together on the morning show for the last like 11 years. So for probably about hmm, two or three years, we had a revolving third third chair. And it's because... Our, my chemistry with her just developed so well over time Uh, and it's just constantly paying attention to each other and constantly working with each other and it does seem like you would practice after work but you don't practice with your friends the people that you genuinely connect to in life you know what I'm saying y'all don't sit up there and you know practice barbershop talk it just you know or have you ever like been (laughs) on a conversation with I mean on on the phone with a girl before and sometimes you'd be like, "Dang, that was easy." Like,
0: Not yeah, but sure. there's
1: other girls you talk to where you like, "Man, that was yeah, be dry. It was, dry. <laughs> it was weird. You didn't know how to get off the phone. Like, it's and yeah. so It just some things develop over time, and everything is is just like that. It's like a relationship, you know. Um, and eventually, you figure out, okay, yeah, this is working. Um, Cause you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater when you first, you know, when you first meet somebody. You know, come on, KG, you you go back on this, you go back <laughs> on that second date because you would be like, man, maybe this was a bad day.
0: <laughs> and that's the only
1: thing I can kind of, I guess, compare it to is like, you know, when we when we are, when we're off the air, when you guys are hearing music or when you guys are hearing commercials, we're literally talking. And we're talking about our lives. And, and this is our running joke, is that our significant others, we know more about each other than our own significant others. We are literally locked in a room with each other. Well, now it's six hours, but it used to be five hours a day. People at at, at regular gotcha. jobs don't even do that. You know, normally you're in your space, this person is at their desk, and, in the, yeah. and y'all top it up a little bit. Y'all may go to lunch together every once in a while, but we are in a room forced to talk to each other for five hours a day so just naturally things start coming up or you know you start sharing personal things the next thing you know this turns into a topic and like me and dd know all of each other's stories like there is nothing new under the sun <laughs> um and same thing with michael sean because he's been on the air with us for seven years you know so
0: he's we, been there long really
1: it, it's been that long. I know time has pleasant yeah. you've been here for a long time, bro. Uh, but yeah, so it just kind of it, it's a it's a natural. It naturally forms, but it it does take time, just like every relationship. So,
0: got you. So from the outside. Looking I hope not, I, hope talk, I hope I'm not
1: talking your head off, KD No, so no, you, <laughs> no. You
0: good? You good? Like, I actually, I don't want to. I'm gonna say it anyway. I actually like you know interviews and podcasts where you know the guest does most of the talking because a lot of times like you watch or you listen to that for that person and i hate when like the host gets on and does all the talk you're like bro be quiet so i can hear that person you know what <laughs> so
1: yeah
0: but not not for sure um
1: okay.
0: but i what i, what I did want to say was though um do you you or your calls ever feel like pressure i know like radio can be you know kind of tough sometimes like do y'all feel pressure when it comes to like ratings or having to keep up with stuff and like how do y'all kind of you know, adapt with like outside noise when you know you have to like reach KPIs and, and stuff within the company.
1: Uh every day. Mm. And that's the that's the part that the listener doesn't see. Um every week we get weekly ratings. Uh we get monthly ratings, and then we get our books, which is, you know, for the the three-month periods, uh quarterly, excuse me. Um and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much people in the streets love us. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much your mama, how great your mama think you sound. Our boss is looking at numbers.
0: Right.
1: Um, so uh, it's funny. One of the things that you always hear people say is, man, y'all job is fun. All y'all do is talk. And you're thinking there's so much strategy that goes behind quote unquote, just talking. People don't even realize we have to keep our breaks under a certain amount of time. You know, we have to try our best not to be too repetitive. We have to make sure that our brain is conditioned to finding, um, you know, certain angles that are, are different than what we've heard. Look, everybody's talking about the same thing, KG, right? I not mean, for sure. Like right now, everybody's talking about Corona. You talk about it all day, every day. Well, how can you put a spin on it so it's (laughs) not boring to people? How can you find new information? You know, everybody has gone through a breakup. Well, how am I going to tell my breakup story where it can relate to somebody else? Or, you know, I mean, it's just it is your brain is constantly on when I am at the grocery store. like I don't even think like a normal person anymore. Like I'm thinking of what did the cash register do that I can mention in the morning that can lead into a break where people uh. could, you know, like, okay, for instance, like I could be at Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, whatever. Well, Chick-fil-A, that's not going to happen. I'm going to say McDonald's. <laughs> I, I, I can be at McDonald's and the person in the drive-thru working the drive-thru is rude, right? Yeah. Or, or they left something out of my bag. Now, if I tell that story, then somebody in the car is going to be like, Man, that just happen to me. And so, you know, now you can go into a topic of, have you, when's the last, what's the last, you know, when the last time you had bad customer service? What did the person say to you? Or You know, and then,
0: you gotcha. You. So yeah. you, you're
1: constantly thinking of, this happened to me, or I saw this at the store, or how can we turn this into a topic? Um, so there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure for ratings, a lot of pressure to take a topic and reinvent it. Um, to always stay fresh, to always stay topical, to always know everything that's going on. Now, imagine wanting to turn your brain off and relax, KG. <laughs> and
0: yeah, but you can't.
1: It's impossible. And we get so much information. Think about it. If you hear about, you know, coronavirus four times a day, we're hearing about it forty because mm. you know we're constantly having to saturate ourselves with information to make sure that we have. latest information to give you and that can be really that can really wear on your psyche especially when it's bad news all the time when you're talking about people getting killed in your city deaths kids getting i mean it, it just it becomes a lot so um of course we're always trying to reach those numbers we're worried about those numbers but most importantly just always trying to be topical and that is it's a lot it's a lot of it's a lot of pressure Especially um, so you're
0: consuming content all day to to figure out how to get it back to the audience.
1: Bruh. I can't even watch <laughs> Tiger King regular. I'm thinking, myself, <laughs> I got to be able to tell these folks what happened. Yeah. On Tiger King. Look, you like, I don't even want to watch Tiger King. I'm sleepy, but everybody talking about it. So let me watch Tiger King. So, all right. yeah, just yeah. Because that is staying topical is what gets you your numbers. People listen when they feel like they know you and when they know you keeping it real. You get what I'm saying? And when, you, when, sure. and when you make them laugh and when you make them feel good or you make them be able to relate to you. And that takes constant movement of your brain. So,
0: yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but, yeah, but to get back to like your career, so who do you think was like that, that person that kind of gave you like that first shot? Like who was like your 1st cosign? that kind of helped you it doesn't have to be like at the beginning but maybe kind of helped catapult you to where you know you're at now
1: well i can say who, who hired me was skip cheatham skip cheatham hired me and okay. he gave me a shot it was him and steve nice collectively that sat down and was like all right she may have something you know what i mean she may she may have a good little you know a good little personality flavor um so right. the person who has like i guess who i can attribute most of my career to which you will be like really Honestly, uh, our night DJ, Cat Daddy. Um, oh,
0: wow.
1: I did, I've, I've never had like a radio mentor, like ever. Like, I just kind of learned by, I, I've made tons of mistakes, you know, and just, I mean, you just learn by, by failing, really. Um, right. But when I say what I attribute Cat Daddy for is Cat Daddy literally from day one has been my biggest cheerleader. Um, when you get into this game, you know, it's a lot of self-doubt. You know, you're confused. Nobody is really, like, sitting you aside and training you. Like, when you when you go to a market like Dallas, which is a top-five market, nobody's gonna sit there and train you and, and hold your hand and walk you through anything. So you kind of just are thrown to the wolves.
0: Right, um, they kind of expect you to be ready to go.
1: Yeah, and I wasn't. <laughs> I just <laughs> But cat. Um, Has always been one of those people that, you know, like was like, you got this, cheered me on. Uh, I remember when we first started, Cat Daddy used to be the one that used to go to all the schools, and I would go with him, and Cat Daddy would introduce me like I was freaking holly berry you know it wasn't like <laughs> and i was like nobody knew who i was i was still on the street team at the time and Cat Daddy would be like y'all hearing sometimes overnight y'all d-d-d-d-d. i mean he would hype me up and then he'd be like lady j and it'd be like one clap it'd be like okay and then everybody would always be like are you his girlfriend are you his wife i'm like no i have on a station shirt i work for the station like for this is my j he's my co-worker but um but he just he he kept telling me, come on, Jay, go to this school with me. Come on, Jay. Come on. You know what I'm saying? And even now, when I have my down moments, he and I will have conversations and he'll be like, bruh, do, do you do you know? Do you know how good you're like he'll encourage me? And you always need that one person that even if it's just once a year, that kind of was like, bro, look in the mirror. Come on now. You you're killing it. Even if you're not killing it, they still gonna tell you you're killing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And our, our, what he taught me, and I hold on to it all the time, I said, I'm going to get the tattoo. He always used to say, all faith, no fear, Jay. Stop being scared. All faith, no fear. And he would tell me that constantly. And...
0: That's a, that's a quotable. That is a quotable. <laughs> See, I'm
1: telling you, I'm really going to get that tattoo. Real talk. Um, all faith, no fear. And he is such a prime example. I've never seen Cat Daddy Mad, and I've known him half my life. Um, I've never seen him appear to be worried and he has the same stresses that I do you know what I mean he's like we always joke and say he's like the coolest person on the face of the earth um he's just always just cool calm and collective and I it's because of that model he sticks to is all faith and no fear so um he's always kind of been like my go-to person when I need radio advice um but I mean I've had a lot I've learned a lot from a lot of people I mean I've learned Tons of stuff from White Gary, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. White Gary is is a good. He's a the morning show producer and he's also our assistant uh, program director. He's a great, you know, coach. He'll be like, "Nah, no, try it like this. Do it like, you know what I mean." So I mean, but it's, uh, I say Cat Daddy for the most part has been my my go to over the years, but coaching wise, I would probably say uh, White Gary.
0: Okay, he said Cat Daddy actually gave you the name Lady J, right? Like how that come
1: Yeah, from? uh, when they first moved me from 10 to 2 Greg Street wasn't gone yet, so I did nights with Cat. It was me, Cat and this guy named uh G spook. It was three of us. I remember G Yeah, spook. and and three of us <laughs> used to sit there and at the time I was just Jade. And then um uh, which is my name, <laughs> my government name. <laughs> <laughs> and uh cat all of a sudden they used to do this thing like when they would see like a girl that they thought was cute they would say oh she could get it that's what the guys would say at the station uh oh look at her she can yeah. get it she can get it so then I don't know what happened but one night cat daddy just started saying lady jade the get it girl right <laughs> and, like cat daddy is like he's a poet with his words I'm telling you he is if anybody knows who the old school pimp magic Don Wine. like that that was his like that was his idol back in the day no 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 cat real talk <laughs> So he always kind of had that, you know, gift the gab. So he would say, Lady Jade, the get it girl. Well, people started calling up to the station and being like, oh, yeah, Lady Jade, Lady Jade. And it stuck. Like, it never went. Like, I literally got posters that said Lady Jade, the get it girl. It was crazy. And ever since then, it just, it, it doesn't, it, it's never gone away. So it's like, okay, I guess I'm Lady Jade now. So, Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. <clears throat> I recently saw that what you did you trademark it or, or copy it. Yeah, I write, trademarked it. Which one it. did yeah. you think?
1: Yeah, I trademarked it. And I don't we uh, me and Didi were having a conversation one day and it kind of came up and somebody else had recommended too that I do it. And I was like, I don't really know why. It just seems like I should. And luckily nobody had done it. Sure. I mean, it's a good business move. Anybody that has a business or like a a name that, you know, identifies them they should always think about getting it um trademarked it's just it's just for safety purposes you know what i mean and if you ever want to try to build a brand around it it, it's just a smart thing to do it literally doesn't it costs a few hundred dollars and it's it, it is a long process i actually hired an attorney to do mine and her fee was only like her fee was like super cheap it was like I say super cheap, but cheaper than what I thought it was going to be. It was like maybe it was less than a couple hundred bucks for her fee. And then you also have to pay, obviously, the government fee. But I'd rather pay that couple hundred bucks knowing that I got it done correctly. And uh, yeah, so I did that. And it takes about three or four months for it to come back for you to even know that you're approved for it. So it it is definitely a slow process, but I'm, I'm glad I did that.
0: No, nah, and I think one thing a lot of people respect about you too is like you're very business oriented, um, and you, you stay booked and busy. Like, when did you know in your career that it was important, to, you know, to have more than one hustle and more than one stream of income? Because you're always hosting, and do something else. Like, like was that mind frame always within you, or was somebody who was like, "Hey, like you can't depend on you know just this." Like, how'd you get into doing everything else? Yeah,
1: I'm half Jamaican, so uh, <laughs> does that explain it? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah. Um, yeah, when you're being raised by a West Indian father, you gotta have, you know, ten jobs and uh you and you're never comfortable, no matter how, you know, because you always know at any moment they can tap you on the shoulder and be like, Hey, uh, it's been real. So yeah, but, but honestly, just just to be transparent with you, I wish that I would have done a better job at building my personal brand sooner um i kind of feel like i'm a behind the ball a little bit so even currently i'm kind of working on that you know before um it was very important to me to build the brand of the radio station um but i didn't do a great job at doing both at the same time and so kind of i'm I'm kind of playing catch up with that and i think that's that's what we do a lot of times is like or it's vice versa. Sometimes I've seen people come into the radio station and all they're doing is building their personal brand, not worrying about the main brand that gave you your name. And then, you know, and right. then they end up blowing the big brand, which is the radio station job. So it's a balancing act, uh, making sure that you're not, um, how do you put it? Um, pissing on the big brand to build your own brand. You got, you got to learn how to balance and it, it takes double work, honestly. I mean, so, uh, yeah, I should have done it sooner. Um, but I just, I don't know. You know, you don't even think about it. You get, you get comfortable in a sense, unfortunately. I got
0: you. So, so what is that? So what is the Lady J personal brand look for you outside of radio? Mm-hmm. Like, what else are you looking to get into? You know, I'm trying to figure that out,
1: just to be honest. I mean, I, I wish I had all the answers. Uh-huh. Um, I have a lot of ideas in my head. And just to be really honest with you, I'm kind of at a a fresh, a personal frustrating point in my life because oh, yeah. you as successful as everybody thinks I am, which which I am, right? Like I, I never take it for granted. I'm super grateful. But you try to figure out what is that next thing or what is that main side hustle, that one thing that could carry you. And it seems like every time I seem to be working towards something, like God closes that door. And so I'm super frustrated right now because I'm like, why are you not making it clear to me? You know, I work really hard outside. Like sometimes you're waiting for that one opportunity to to walk in the door, right? And be like, oh, snap, this is it. Um, Right. It just hasn't happened like that. And I get frustrated because I'm like, I know so many people. I've done so many things. I've... There's probably nothing else that I could host that would be new under the sun. There's probably no, nothing else I could, you know. And so it's like, well, when right. is one of these relationships or opportunities going to pan out where you say, oh, okay, well, Jade's doing TV now, or oh, Jade's doing marketing now, or Jade's doing more of this. It just hasn't, it hasn't shown itself yet. And so I'm just like everybody else, KG, like I'm super, I, I am, I, I'm in just a limbo. I'm in a I'm in a personal limbo right now, and so I mean I guess if anybody's listening, I want them to know that they're not by themselves. Sometimes it's it seems to be very clear, and then it's like okay, that like didn't work out right. So
0: Uh, trust me, I've definitely been there (laughs) and kind of feeling it to myself right now. You know, with everything going on right now, it's like it's not as clear as it once was, and you start to rethink like man what what am i supposed to be doing Or what am i doing yeah trying so, to
1: strategize and, and, and re-strategize yeah. is definitely um it's it's difficult it's a difficult process um i wish i had the answers shoot we all <laughs> trying to figure if anybody get them uh, let me know
0: <laughs> i know send them okay. this way but um I, I know you you have the nonprofit project 16 yeah. um and you do the annual local love awards. Um tell us how those came about and what's, you know, the, the status of those. Well, currently. I know
1: everybody thinks that I didn't do the local love awards this year because of uh the coronavirus thing, but I'm actually
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask like it's already. Yeah, actual.
1: no, I decided I wasn't <laughs> gonna do it this year. Um uh-huh. and I am actually in a process of restructuring project sixteen. So for those that don't know, my nonprofit project sixteen basically is for us to go, you know, into those underserved areas and um teach our kids life skills like i have literally spoken at thousands of high schools and elementary schools in the dallas fort worth area um and one thing that i noticed especially for our high school students when they're graduating from high school they're literally not ready for the for the real world at least in the communities that i grew up in or that we serve mostly right um They have passed the star test, but they're not being taught how to interview, how to even have a conversation with an adult, look them in their eyes. They're not being taught how to write resumes, how to dress when you go on an interview. They're not being taught, you know, what do I do if I get invited to this fancy dinner? How do I even know what fork to use? They're not being taught how to balance a budget, you know, the importance of credit. I have friends that are in their 30s. That have like a zero credit score and always have to find somebody to rent an apartment for them, and I'm like, it's because we're not taught, you know. This is a this generational curse that I'm trying to help break through Project 16, and so what I'm doing right now is, and this is a hard, this is a hard thing for me to do. Uh, KG, you know me, I'm always working and grinding, and I literally, I had to take, a, right. I had to take mentally a step back from everything and i i would love to say that i was okay with it i wasn't i felt guilty for taking a step back from some of the things of project 16 because i know these kids need me but i had to number one restructure things started right this is what happens in life i I used to do this really dope promotion this extreme prom makeover where we would take the kids shopping you know that that needed it they would have complete makeovers for their prom, which is an important day. And and this is just one example. Um, And like the community was like, so really feeling it and loving it and getting behind it and donating money to it. And just like, man, Jay, this is awesome. That that became one of my big events every year. But but it made me um, lose focus on what Project 16 was really about. And so I literally had Mm. to take a step back and say, now, I have allowed the community to shape what my vision was. Not saying that we're not going to do prom things, but that wasn't supposed to be priority. That was supposed to be a bonus, right. and that became priority. So, um, same thing with Local Love Awards. You know, it was really big for this city. It was just an idea that I had just wanted to give back to the city that I grew up in. I, I, look, I have the ability on the radio where we can pretty much talk about whoever we want all the time. And there's so many small businesses right. that don't get love. So I was like, well, let me use my platform to show them love and also as a fundraiser for the nonprofit. Well, I decided to take a step back from that, too, because it started to become something that I didn't want it to be. I wanted it to be something where um, minority businesses and minority business owners came together and started forming relationships and utilizing one another and building, you know, we're stronger together. Well, it started to become right. like a big competition where it was it was creating division. People were bickering, such and such up. And uh, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and,
0: I know what and, you and mean. the thing
1: is, is like, that's, once again, that's not the vision. And I'm not saying that right. I would never bring it back, but right now I'm not really tripping on that. You get what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. it, I'm cool with with stepping back if it's going to mean that I'm not... You know, I don't want these, you know, these two people that are do the same type of business. I don't want them beefing because of the local level awards. It was, you know what I'm saying? That wasn't what it was never my intention. And so, um, you know, there'll, there'll be other opportunities to do other fundraisers for Project 16. But that's kind of the space that I'm in right now is just trying to get back focused. I think sometimes we can do a million things, but you can't do a million things. great. Right. And that's what I was doing. I was doing a million things and I was making it look like it was great. But deep down in my heart, like I'm, I am, you know, I'm, I guess really, this is going to (sighs) sound, this, oh God, I think I'm getting a little bit too transparent, but you're kind of like silently (laughs) suffering. Like you're, 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 everything is kind of becoming too overwhelming for you as one person. And, um, for sure. Like, for my mental health, had to take a step back. You know, I literally had to start going back to, like, therapy sessions. Um, look, people talk to me every day just so I could have somebody to talk to, just so I could have somebody to kind of help me understand why life was beginning to overwhelm me. You know? Right. So that's kind of where I am.
0: No. And I thank you for sharing that because, I mean, we live in a time right now to where everybody's moving so fast. Like, everybody's on social media. Everybody feels like they have to keep up with the Jones. Like, you got to post mm. this. You got to post this status. Or you, or you have to look like you're always busy. But, like, it's commendable to actually take a step back and not really have to worry about it. But you, you know that. what, Kenji, you know, like, the
1: thing is, is that it wasn't an easy thing to do because... People, people around you do be like, where you been? Now you feel like, what? Exactly. Like Now you feel like, yeah. okay, well, dang, maybe people think I'm falling off. Even somebody as successful as yeah. you or as successful as I, we can get wrapped up in the, you're constantly scrolling being like, oh, dang, oh, dang, I should be doing more. I should be doing more. And we making it look right. all great on Instagram. But the reality is, Everybody got that struggle. And I want to be the first to step up and say, yes, I have that struggle. I can be forced and maneuvered and become sheeple for a second. But then I got to stop and say, I I can't do this anymore.
0: And that's why it's definitely commendable, because if not, people will just keep going on till they can't go no more. And then it becomes worse. You know, like that's how you have breakdowns or, you know, and people end up, you know, doing something that's out of their Mm -hmm. character because they've been. Going so far, you know, they have nothing left in their tank, but they're still pushing. So those taking those breaks and restructuring—that's—that's. But that's, that's well, this is the first man. time
1: I've taken one Th- since I've started my career, um, because i i, I did—I wasn't taking care of me, and I'm still in the—I'm still right. in the process of taking the break. So um, it's funny—I just had a therapy session today before jumping on this call, and I hate the word therapy; it's, it makes you sound like you're crazy, but. I want people to know therapy and counseling is super normal. And and, and I'm going to explain it like this. Um, I always reference Kirk Franklin's wife, Tammy Franklin told me this one time Uh, we were talking about counseling. This is back when I was married or whatever. And she was saying, you don't wait till all four tires on your car are flat before you go get maintenance. Do you? And I was like, no, ma'am. And she was like, so why would you wait until you're absolutely broken down before you go seek help? And she was like, Smart people go seek help before they even think they need help. She said you have to main, you have to do self maintenance and that 's exactly what it is. Going to a counselor or going to a therapist it doesn't mean you have um, diagnosed mental issues, maybe you do, which is fine too it doesn't mean that you're Completely in some abusive relationship. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're breaking down, crying, and you're in a depressed state and don't know what to do. Sometimes it does. But what it means is that you're smart enough to realize that I am also like a machine. And if I'm gonna go get my oil change on my car, I'm way more important than my vehicle is. And I have to go get maintenance on myself. And unfortunately, that's not for our friends all the time or for our family members. It's really for a neutral source to help you understand why you think the way you think, why these things are triggers to you, why you're, you're getting stressed out. Um, You know, I, I noticed I've always been a, like, I can't even sleep at night until a a, a task is complete. Like I have to do everything in that day. But then I started to become a procrastinator and starting to realize that sometimes procrastinating is not because you're lazy. It's because you're avoiding the stress that comes with these certain Mm. assignments. So it again, it's just, I am, I'm trying to learn me and learn and relearn me KG. Like I'm like everybody else at some point we can be so busy with work and family and making sure everybody else is good that we lose ourselves in that. And we have to take a step back and say, okay, now who am I again? Not who, society society and instagram has defined me as because you know people will push you into a corner and say "Oh, KG, this is you know this is your lane and that's the lane you're getting attention out of and it's working for you for a little bit but then you start to be like i don't know i don't really this ain't really this ain't what i was gonna do at first (laughs) like you know (laughs) And so now you're tending a point. Exactly. And now I think that every once in a while we literally have to do that self maintenance and, and get back to, to to figure out who we are or who we gonna be right now. You know what I'm saying?
0: Man, that's that's crazy. You said that. Man, I recently went through a, a breakup situation, and I was like, I lost who I was. Like, I've been somebody oh, else for so goodness. long. Like, I need to learn w- what I like and what I want to do. You know." And it's, it's crazy that you have to sometimes go all the way back to the basics just to it's kind of figure so yourself true. out.
1: And it's but it's so important to do. So I hope that you know people that listen to your podcast understand that You go through it, I go through it, we all go through it. You know, because I think people feel so alone sometimes, and it, it's shameful to say because you're like, I'm strong. I'm like I can't lose me. What you mean? I know who I am. You don't yeah. dare tell people that you don't know who you are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you sound You sound weak. <laughs>
0: No, I, I mean I do really do appreciate you sharing that. Um, I know it's about an hour, but uh, last thing I kind of want to ask you, you know, with you being like I said a royalty of Dallas is a lot of people want to know, and I know it's a little, probably a long list of people, but just think of somebody that you know maybe doesn't get the attention or shine uh, that they deserve, or a business brand, it could be a media personality, or somebody you really co-sign and want to see win, um, and you think there maybe just you know one or. You no know, two relationships away from you know having Ooh, their breakthrough
1: that is a really tough question oh yeah
0: no you got the whole you got the whole city probably tuned in they want to know
1: oh i have to <laughs> single out oh my gosh that is when i tell you that is so hard because there are so many talented people here in dallas and i think that everybody's talented in their own right so it's like like i yes. rock with I have relationships, and I think that we have someone like the best makeup artists, for instance. But they're all really great at their own thing. Um, ooh, right. KG, you can't do me like this. <laughs> well, look,
0: <laughs> well, look I'll, I'll, I'll say this in your defense: like you, you coast on people all the time. You coast on them daily through your platforms, uh, through the music you listen to, but. Let's say this one is, you know, maybe somebody that that doesn't have like the push at some of those, you know, like some of the makeup artists already have huge followings. So maybe it's somebody that you just, you know, want to shine a light on that people may not look at every day.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm (laughs) Oh, that is so I, I, I'm gonna tell you I'm serious like I'm trying I'm trying to think I'm trying to think Lord, I told you I just go out of a therapy session my brain can't take this okay about to break down. I'm, just joking. Um, I, I'm gonna tell you why it's hard because you know I love I always work with new artists and when I not just makeup artists like I work with yeah. new photographers that have you know 800 followers. I work with, um, I, there are two stylists right now that I'm working with that nobody even knows their name hardly. Um, as a matter of fact, um, one's name is Haley and one's name is Kristen. They probably have less than both of them, like, you know, they may have a little bit over a thousand followers, but I love working with new people because to me, new people are hungry and I right. feel great. And, and it's not even like I'm not looking for it necessarily free because, you know, I'll, I'll pay them. You know what I'm saying? But they're not necessarily caught up in what they've always done. You know, they're, they're willing to try new things. They're gotcha. super hungry. They're super um, when I post them and they get they get work and clients from it. They're so happy. You know what I'm saying? Um, even when I did my wedding right. at the time I worked with uh, an a all black company that did like the videography and the photography and the DJ and the lighting it was a one stop shop it was uh, Harmland Visions at the time they were they were, they were were okay. brand new when I had gotten married and I, I wanted to get that's my wedding now you're not even going to play when it comes to my wedding I mean <laughs> y- yeah but yeah, for know. some reason I'm like dang I really feel like I'm supposed to give them this shot and they did an amazing job and I'm not going to say that that catapulted their career by any means, but I think that it definitely helped because that was kind of like a cosign. So it's really hard for me to put my finger on one thing, but I will say this, if there are new people listening to your podcast, whether it's makeup artists, stylists, photographers, um, even restaurant owners. Um, uh, I'm trying to think just entrepreneurs, period. You know what I'm saying? People with fresh ideas. I'm not talking about somebody trying to make, like a, a quick book and throwing th- their name on a t-shirt because right. unfortunately we get a lot of that uh, but people that are really taking the time <laughs> to build their brand and are sincere about it I would like for them to hit me up you know what I'm saying and see if there's anything that I can okay. do to kind of to help them Look, I, and it, you're right I do have a, a, a pretty nice size following where all I have to do sometimes is post things and people are like oh okay um, oh I could tell you one that I really think is dope um, the amazing paint party. This is just so random. Um, a guy and his fiance. This guy named Ray Tennyson, and I've never met him personally. Uh, and I, I've seen him and his fiance on Instagram, and I followed this company. It's called Amazing Paint Party. It's like the sipping paint party, but it's it's with the Beyon. You okay. get to do Beyonces and the Bob Marleys and the uh, Drakes. Kobe's uh, Barack and Michelle Obama like it's us Selena you get what I'm saying like and they have the black and white versions and they have the color versions and they literally will send them to your house and they're so fun and easy to do and I just think we talk about a black owned business that's out of the box right? right and just that artsy side and I remember I've been watching his story on uh, Instagram and he was diagnosed with cancer. And I just recently today saw that, um, you know, he'd been going to his treatment so far, the doctors haven't found anything, you know, any more leukemia in his blood. So just definitely, again, this is, I've never met him and his fiance in my life, but I think what they're doing, they've created that something, created something that's so easy to follow along, exposing our kids and ourselves to art, and it's just it's just creative it was just different and i, I and and then again he did it and it's surrounded around our culture you know what i'm saying um the hispanic right. and black community people that we look up to and that we want to paint no no offense against painting flowers and boats and all that kind of stuff because that's fun too right but <laughs> this was just so dope so i would say i'm gonna co-sign the amazing paint party ray Tennyson and his fiance.
0: And there you have it, episode one of the Cosign Conversations podcast featuring Lady Jade, speaker and co-host of the syndicated morning radio show, DD in the Morning. Please make sure that you visit Dallas Counts 2020 on Instagram. This episode was brought to you by the Dallas Census 2020. And if you haven't already, please fill out the census at my2020census.gov. And always thank you guys for living the Cosign life. Stay tuned.